Now back to the Tribune's Rick Pearson. It's the Sunday Spin on 720 WGN. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pierce from the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline Studio. Joining me here in the studio is Steve Cherico. He's mayor of Naperville and he's president of the DuPage Mayors and Managers Conference. Mayor, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Well, thank you for having me. Good morning. And I've, we even got the sunshine view it. for amazing. you here in the 18th floor overlooking uh, Navy Pier. I've and never the had this angle before. It's awesome. Great, great. Well, thank you for coming in. Um, I wanted to have you on because, uh, one, um, the DuPage Mayors and Managers Conference, uh, I've been familiar with them for, for many years and a, a, a very influential voice in municipal uh, affairs of the state of Illinois. Um, also, uh, with the veto session looming, I'm sure there's a list of wants. But before we begin all of that, w- w- tell me just what is the DuPage Mayors and Managers Conference? Yeah. And I didn't know before I was mayor, so it's a good question. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's sort of like a chamber or association of municipalities. Um, it's called a Council of Government or a COG. And uh, for in DuPage, we have 33 uh, cities that uh, are represented by the DuPage Mayors and Managers. Uh, they work together to find uh, a unified voice of things that we can all agree on. So, I mean, we have cities with different needs, some small, some large, some by the airport, some far away, um, some home rule, non-home rule. Different rules apply to all of us. So sometimes uh, there are there are things that have, are of interest to a particular municipality that have nothing to do with another, but they can, they can benefit from that unified voice. Um, we try to find things that we all agree on all the time (laughs) and you can imagine that's not easy right right but um but we can there are there are a handful of things that year after year we all agree on are very very important for for, uh, municipalities well and i have to say that i assume number one was probably uh, a capital plan coming out of uh, springfield yeah i mean that was a big one uh this year that was unique uh but the ones that are more uh, like year over year are protecting local authority or local control, you know, so we don't get mandates put on us or having uh, decisions taken out of our hands. Or, or having the uh, sh- local share of the state income tax taken away. LGDF, yep, our local distributive, uh, a government distributive fund is a, is a year over year concern for us that they're going to, you know, dip into our pockets and take that money away. And so we're constantly have that on our uh, legislative action plan as we want to protect that. And I think every municipality across the state, every mayor and council member feels the same way. They want to protect those revenues from being dipped into. So, so those are, those are the types of issues that, uh, that DuPage mayors and managers collectively always agree on and are on our radar every Just sustaining. year. Those yep. are sustaining yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. Then there's things like the capital plan, which are uh, which was a, a great issue this year that we certainly supported. Uh, we all agree that uh, you know investment in our infrastructure, bridges, roads, and other things uh, was going to be important to all the communities. So that was an easy one. Uh, and then another couple that were that have been uh, around for a while uh, has been uh, sort of pension reform as a generic term. And uh, workman's comp reform; those are two things that have been lingering. The, the, the legislature has been legislature has been talking about different fixes for those things, but just hasn't been able to come to an agreement. Well, I mean, I think at, at one point under uh, Governor Rauner, they were actually it was a matter of semicolons and, and dotting eyes to get that close on yeah. work comp. Yeah, it was, and it was. then it then it fell apart. Yeah, I remember that. It was a shame. I was, I was hoping that when it was, when it when it was that close that they could have picked it up in the next session, but just they just didn't have the will to do it. Is there any will now? 
You know, I haven't heard anything on that, uh, but uh, on the pension, the pension issue, there's a lot going on. So, uh, as you know, the well, we're going to we're going to okay. we're going to we're yeah. going to get to that in, sure. in just a, in just a minute. Okay. But um, uh, how do you sense things in Springfield from uh, from the previous sure, administration? Yeah. Um, I, I, from my perspective, uh, I like the tone. Uh, they seemed they meaning you know our our both sides of the aisle have been working together a little bit better and uh, making incremental improvements. And you know we we recognize that. There's give and take here. Uh, the capital bill is a great example. Uh, it's one thing to say we support the capital bill, but then they're like, how do you get to pay for it? Right. Well, and of course, that was always going to be the big debate. Right. Right. Is, uh, yeah, everybody loves the projects, but... Right. Uh, how do you pay for it? Exactly. So I'm not thrilled with you know a, a gas tax, but at the same time, we understand that we, we need to get this done. And so those two, I think there was some give and take, and I think they showed good stewardship of... You know, as in general, of 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 doing the right thing. Well, and and I would assume too that it because of having it come from Springfield that puts less of a strain on already constrained issues like property taxes. Right. No. Yeah. No doubt about it. Because that's the only other really pocket that we could go to if we have to replace a bridge. You know. So um, so that was a big deal. I think that uh, to your question though. Um, I personally appreciate uh, that that the the legislature is working together, the general assembly is working together, and trying to find some solutions. It's not easy. These are tough issues, and uh, on both sides are very passionate about it. But if they can continue to work together to find some incremental changes, uh, I think Illinois is going to benefit. Um, I wanted to ask you too about. I, I know, and I think this was something really kind of pushed into page was the issue of. Uh, the hotel motel uh, tax revenue and and being able to broaden the the use of that out yeah. was I think that emanated out of explain it issue yeah. if you would so this is one of those issues that uh, really applied to some of our smaller communities in DuPage County it didn't apply to the larger ones like Naperville or Downers Grove uh, this is a non home rule. Um, restriction that was placed upon the smaller uh, communities that uh, required them to use all their hotel motel tax for a specific purpose. And it was usually for the Visitors Bureau or Convention Bureau. And some of these smaller communities were saying, hey, listen, we need some more flexibility. Allow us to use some of that money, in this case 25%, for our other needs. Uh, in the case of like Nap- Naperville uh, or other home rule communities, we can use it however we want. There's no restrictions. A portion of it does go to the uh, Visitors Bureau and the Convention Bureau, but um, but it's not required to. So the non-home rule communities, the smaller communities, just ask for a little bit of wiggle room there so that they could use a portion of it towards other things. And we were able to uh, assert some of our influence to get that done, and, and we're happy to, to stand by. This is where the whole being a unified voice becomes important because um, uh, larger communities you know, supported the smaller communities in this effort because we knew it was just good for DuPage County. And that gets the legislative delegation together as Correct. well. Yes, which makes things a little easier. Yeah. As, it, a, as, a, as a force, it does. I mean, I think uh, you're going to be talking to Mayor Trilla in a little yes. bit, but but uh, I'm sure he'll explain to you the value of having a, a being a small community and having that that uh, sort of. Uh, critical mass of, of support behind you when you need it i also wanted to ask you about too the uh um this was i guess kind of the amazon tax issue yeah. um which i know that that's something that the retail merchants have talked about for a long time uh and being critical about those kind of exemptions for 
mail order goods being exempt from local taxation and how that's not the case anymore. Yeah, and technically they weren't exempt before either. It was Correct. just the burden of who paid for it or who collected that tax was is shifted. Um, this was a, 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 an item that went through in the last legislative session that just sort of went under the radar. I don't know why. And, and it was a major, always a major issue before. Huge issue. And because I think because of the Capitol bill and because of the cannabis uh, thing, that uh, for whatever reason, people just didn't talk about it. But this was a big win, a huge win for uh, the municipalities. Uh, we've been complaining for um, many, many years that uh, Internet sales have been... Um, you know, re- reducing our retail sales tax locally, and you know, we, it, it's been a it's been unfair playing field for the brick and mortar shops, and so uh, for them to have gotten this done was just a big win for Naperville, for an example. This this is about three million dollars per year in replaced revenue. So, and and what it is is just simply. Uh, is treating now the internet companies the same as a brick and mortar. They are now required to collect sales tax and deliver that to the state and the municipalities also, uh, as opposed to putting that burden, placing that burden on the uh, the buyers, right? Who never did it? No, right? <laughs> or are supposed to file that form at the end of the exactly, year, explaining exactly. everything that you bought over, right? <clears throat> Three million is a significant amount of yeah, money. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when you start to talk about the impact, financial impact of some of these things that have gotten a lot of attention, this is a big deal, and it really hasn't gotten a lot of attention. So this was really, really good work uh, that, by a general assembly. What's the city budget in Naperville? 125 million. That's all in with part, that's right. our library and and uh, uh, you know sort of non core service budget you know but so it's significant absolutely we're speaking with mayor steve chirico mayor of naperville and president of the dupage mayors and managers conference i'm rick pearson this is your sunday spin Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio, joined by Steve Chirico. He is the mayor of Naperville and president of DuPage Mayors and Managers Conference. We're kind of talking about municipal issues, not just exclusive to Naperville, not just exclusive to DuPage County, actually, uh, but just some of the legislation that got passed as well as uh, what lies ahead. We've got the fall veto session that begins in Springfield at the end of this month. And one of the big topics, and we've talked about it on this show before, has been the issue of pensions and constraining, constrained pensions, uh, the, the fact of uh, property tax revenue, more larger share going for pensions, and uh, an effort to try to consolidate uh, the, these hundreds of pension funds together. Explain the issue, if you would, Mayor, as well as what resolution we may be headed to, if any. Sure, yeah. So um, Illinois has two basic pension systems. We have uh, the municipal employees and we have the public safety. So one's called IMRF and the other is just called public safety. And IMRF is the gold standard of pension funds in a state notorious for underfunding its pensions. It's well-funded, it's properly funded, uh, and and it... uh, its investment returns are consistently year over year for many many decades now um, higher than the public safety returns and so they have they have different rules and they and because it's it's structured differently it's all one board for the whole state versus in the public safety sector where we have six hundred and fifty 
boards managing all these funds. And so uh, just because of the way it's structured, the returns are anywhere from 2 to 4% annually less than the, the municipal funds, the IMRF funds. So I mean, which is a significant it's amount huge. of money. It's huge. I mean, even Naperville, which is a pretty big community, right? And we're the number one funded municipality in the state with larger cities. So we're in pretty decent shape. We've been very uh, um, responsible, I think, about funding this thing. But in our case, it's about a two percent delta. Okay, because we have a pretty uh, critical. We have enough critical mass to uh, to be able to take advantage of many of the different investments that are out there. Uh, some of these more ru- these rural areas. They don't. They don't have the volume to get involved with these types right. of investments. They have about three or four percent delta. But in Naperville's case, we have about three hundred million dollars in the investment accounts for our public safety. So two percent difference in returns per year is six million dollars. That's an enormous amount of money. Um, over ten years, sixty million compound that. It's Compounded, 70 million, right? Seventy million. That really closes the gap by itself. That little change can close the gap by itself with uh, funded and unfunded. It's amazing, you know. So I mean, if this is something, and and if you're on the labor side, if you're a police officer or a fireman, you're looking at your your retirement account and you're saying, hey, I can get five percent return here, or I can get seven percent return here. You know, it seems like a pretty uh, pretty easy decision for them as well. But this, I mean, there's always been talk about mm-hmm. this, and there's been, I mean, it's a repeated priority effort from uh, municipal officials. Right. But you also have the issue of the turf war and the argument that, well, you know, this is local control, these are uh, local people on the board. Right. And to me, it's it's, it's the issue of, these are significant investment issues right. not the not deeming awards yeah you're absolutely right i mean and and their concern their I mean labor's concern is they didn't want to lose a, that administrative hearing process that local control for um determining if and when someone is entitled to or uh, prohibited from getting a, a pension benefit and uh and that's not part of the discussions uh, they will maintain that control uh, going forward. This is only about uh, investment restructuring. So this doesn't talk about touching the benefits, which is uh, always a you know right. a big hot issue and very very passionate issue for the uh, labor. Uh, so no one wants to, no one's talking about touching those benefits. We're just talking about restructuring how the funds are are invested. And so um, it's really something that. In my view, really makes sense. Um, as you know, the governor put together a task force. Their recommendation is is coming, I believe, next week on this. Uh, I'm I'm serving with Brad Cole on the uh, IML uh, working group for pension investment uh, consolidation. Uh, we don't even like to use the word pension reform because that has that. I don't like the word reform just yeah. because that now has become kind of a word that's been corrupted by its meaning. That right. its reform is in the eye of the beholder. Right. Yeah. So we we. You know, it's it's not, and it's not that. You know, we're not, again, we're not talking about benefits. We're just talking about um, uh, making the uh, structure of the public safety pension system more like the IMRF system, where it's uh, governed by one board, uh, one fund manager, and so that they can eliminate a lot of redundancy and costs for fund management. Well, and that's what I was going to say because fund fund management, what these investment uh, firms get, I mean, they get their cut. And when you have 600 different boards where there's, you know, multiple investment managers getting their cut, I would think as an efficiency 
guide, that might be a, a stronger argument to make. We have an enormous opportunity here to really make an incremental change in this. I mean, we've talked about pension improvement, and some of these, as you know, some of these municipalities, especially more rural ones, uh, um, will likely never get out of this their pension debt. Uh, again, Naperville's in pretty good shape, but there's a lot of communities that uh, uh, they're not in good shape. We need to start to take some steps to close that gap. And this is one of those steps. And again, it may seem small, but 10 years from now, it'll, we'll see the needle move. We're getting a couple of texts. and One is uh, with the history of the state going broke, <laughs> why, should, why should one uh, pension system be trusted here? Well, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. IMRF is a system that's been run by the state now for uh, several decades, and it has been performing very well. And then in, in contrast, another texter says, well, the uh, city managers and, and mayors make sure IMRF is fully funded, but they're, in many cases, aren't they shortchanging the public safety funding? Yeah, and I think that there's got to be some rules around that. I mean, that's why I said that Naperville has been responsibly funding this for, for decades now, and so we're in good shape. Um, we certainly want to make sure... I mean, that there is enforcement in IMRF, as I understand there it. There is. That if the locals don't make their contribution, right. the money gets diverted to make that contribution. Exactly, exactly. You, you, we, I'm sure, recognize that in some cities here recently. Um but I think that uh, – so I, I agree with uh, the person who texted that we need to have some rules around this to make sure that the cities don't just um, take this relief and then continue to kick the can down the road by not funding or improperly funding uh, their their promised you know uh, contributions. I want to ask you about Naperville specifically, about the issue of uh, legalized cannabis. Okay. Um, because this is we've seen a number of cities are are vying with this issue right now and uh, i know it's been a controversial topic in in naperville <laughs> uh, to put it mildly i suppose <laughs> yeah. um, but um and i believe there's already a medical dispensary there is in naperville um and under the law they would those medical dispensaries would kind of get the first crack at uh, retail for right. January 1st. But uh, the city of Naperville uh, has said no on adult recreational cannabis sales. Correct. Um, why is that? Well, I think that, uh, first of all, people are really, really passionate on both sides of this argument. Um, in Naperville, there was a pretty well-organized grassroots effort to um, come out with an opposition towards this, and I think that there, it was, it was um, strong enough that the council felt that, hey, look, we need to let the, the voters decide this one. We don't have tons of referendums, but this is one that they just felt like... Uh, so this is going to referendum. It will go to referendum, correct. And that'll be on which ballot? So uh, at this next meeting, October 15th, we'll be discussing the, the referendum date. Uh, it'll either be March or November, likely, uh, and we'll see where that falls. Um, and again, there's there's positions both ways on that as well, very very passionately uh so we'll see we'll see what happens if i may though you know the whole reason that we we are in this situation is in large part uh, because of the work of dmmc which um the dupage mayors and managers when this law was passed in the last session uh fought for the ability to opt out that was one of the things that they wanted municipalities to have that right to do mm -hmm. now it's put some pr 
pressure on a lot of cities being instead of it being mandated like the medical marijuana was right uh that we have the ability to choose for ourselves but this is part of our you know something we fight for all the time is we want that we want to have that local control that local authority to govern ourselves so you gotta you gotta take it both ways right so we will uh, we will be waiting and seeing what happens with the the, the anticipated referendum. Correct. Um, the other thing, by the way, that DMMC was uh, influential on with this cannabis law was being able to locally tax, right? So that we could you know get some of those revenues so that we can use that for training and equipment and things like that for the police and other other matters. That's Mayor Steve Tarico. He is mayor of Naperville and president of the DuPage Mayors and Managers Conference. Mayor, thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.